This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Looking at a remarkable idea. An idea that has intrigued and attracted and literally thrilled thousands upon thousands of men, women, and children. And you, my friends, are about to witness this idea become a reality. For this is the story of the miracle sea in the desert. Michael Deacon, Michael, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon, Michael Deacon. edition of the Michael Deacon program, live and direct, reporting to you from the wastelands of California, a very, very small town called El Centro, California. Trust me, you don't want to be here. My name, in fact, is Michael, and I am a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those conscious coma-inducing vibrations. Joining me tonight is the one and only Jim the free train fetzer the professor is in back by popular demand you wanted him and now he's here let's bring him right in hopefully he can hear us jim how are you oh yeah oh michael i'm terrific and i so enjoy being on with you again very nice i thought i was going to hear myself um but now that issue is is gone tremendous Hi, Jim, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, what happened last night? You you disappeared. Oh, oh, Michael, just having too many shows and not having written that one on my calendar. Oh, Jim. I was apologetic about it. I'm so glad you had a wonderful replacement. Jim, how dare you? I'm offended. (laughs) (laughs) You're like my favorite host, Michael, so don't feel bad. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'm I'm glad you're here. There's so much to uh, talk about, Jim. I, um, my goodness. Um, before we begin, can you tell us just a bit about yourself, Jim, for the newer listeners out there? Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm a former Marine Corps officer. I was commissioned a second at lieutenant upon graduation from Princeton, where I was magna cum laude in philosophy when Princeton was number one in the world in math, physics, and philosophy. I served uh, four years including a tour in the Far East with training operations in Japan, several, Korea, Formosa, R&R in Hong Kong. I was never in-country in Vietnam, but when I returned to the U.S., this would be in 1964, I was assigned to the recruit depot in San Diego, where I became a series commander with 15 DIs and 
300 recruits under my command going through the training cycle. And then the following year, I was moved up to regimental headquarters to revise the training curriculum. So instead of training 8,000 Marines in 11 weeks, we could train 11,000 in eight weeks. I resigned my commission as a captain in 1966 to enter graduate school in the history and the philosophy of science at Indiana, where I earned my PhD in 1970 beginning a 35-year academic career at a wide range of institutions of higher learning, where since my retirement in June of 2006, I've been continuing to keep my hand in, especially with regard to conspiracy research, because conspiracies are ubiquitous, and they're often so cleverly contrived that it takes individuals with special background and ability to sort them out, Thus was the case with regard to JFK, when I heard the fellow who turned out to be the editor-in-chief of the Journal of the American Medical Association denouncing everyone who'd ever done serious work on the assassination. This is in uh, late uh, 1962, and it occurred to me that if someone of his position in authority were abusing his journal, where I already myself had extensive editorial experience, 10 years, for example, as associate editor of Synthes, a very famous international journal for epistemology, methodology, and the philosophy of science, I would found an international journal of my own minds and machines for artificial intelligence, philosophy, and cognitive science, which I would edit for 10 years that perhaps some of us with special backgrounds and ability needed to become involved. And I've been engaged in collaborative research, published three volumes with experts on JFK, where we blew the case apart, discovered the autopsy x-rays had been altered, to conceal a fist-sized blow out to the back of the head, that there was evidence internal thereto of a second shot to the head, that the brain shown in diagrams and photographs in the National Archives wasn't even the brain of JFK, that the whole movies of the assassination, including the Zapruder, had been massively edited and altered. So I had three books uh, early on, uh, Assassination Science 1998, Murder in Dealey Plaza 2000, The Great Zapruder Film Hook 2003, which Vincent Bugliosi, the famous Los Angeles prosecutor of Charles Manson and author of Helter Skelter, in his enormous but hopelessly unsuccessful effort to sustain the Warren Commission, Rediscovering History, accurately described as the only exclusively scientific books ever published on the assassination, unfortunately. Amazing. He, yeah, he suppressed the contents, or he right. would have come out with completely different conclusions. But I, I would go on to found Scholars for 9-11 Truth in December 2015, organized conferences worldwide. Uh, and then as events would pan out, became deeply involved in research on Sandy Hook, the Boston bombing, Orlando and Dallas, Charlottesville, uh, Parkland, uh, Las Vegas. Everything, uh, where, yes. Yeah, I know we published now a dozen books at Moonrock Books, which I founded with Mike Belichick, my series editor, Michael, when our first book, Nobody Died at Sandy Hook, was banned by Amazon. Yes, sir. Less than a month after it gone on sale. And now... There are 12 books published at Moon Rock Books, six of which have been banned by Amazon, which has to be the indoor record. Correct. And of course, you have taken plenty of um, hits from your detractors for many, many years. I receive emails uh, daily 
about uh, your work uh, spanning back uh, 10 years, Jim. So the attacks, they don't stop on you, Jim. No, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, but <laughs> right. of course, if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. That's you know, right. this all goes with the territory, Michael. Absolutely. And it's just uh, astounding to me that the American people, you know, I, 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 the public is entitled to know the truth about their own history, Michael, and I'm doing my best to provide it. And events in which we're enveloped now, such as the COVID virus, totally fake pandemic with manufactured numbers, are using a test that was never designed for the purpose of being a diagnostic instrument. Even the CDC has admitted that if you get a positive on a COVID test, that only means that you've had a cold, where the numbers of deaths in any age category are stable in 2020 in relation to 2019, which means there is no pandemic. But there is a massive propaganda campaign to make us believe there is one, to wear masks, to have the unfortunate side effect of recycling oxygen-depleted air, which is killing our brain cells, uh, putting strains on our cardiovascular system. This is a particular criminal activity in relation to children who need oxygen for their growing brains, and where the masks are killing us slowly, the vaccines are going to kill us more rapidly, in which it appears now that the... Uh, the vaccine, is, the second shot is the kill shot. It's a lethal uh, we dose. We have a wonderful report from a, a Roman Catholic priest about the whole scam that's going on that you can find uh, on my Twitter at, uh, at Jim Fetzer, but also uh, on my BitChute channel, uh, BitChute Jim Fetzer. You can track it down there too, Michael. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, Jim, I was doing some reading and looking at several news um, platforms much uh many of the you know mainstream media news and i'm seeing uh marjorie green taking a, a bit of heat for what she believes and i'm oh, sure it's absolutely sensational and right. would you believe i mean she's not only filed impeachment charges against joe biden and we're actually here dealing up with a real joe biden with, with a body double I have a piece about Biden on my blog, too, Zero Hedge, Six Warning Sign from Biden's First Week in Office, where I show you how different the two guys look, how their ears are completely different, where ears are as distinctive as fingerprints, where their, hit, their signatures are also extremely different. Joe Biden pressed down rather emphatically, this guy has a lighter touch. Uh, Joe writes J-O-E, this guy puts a slash and then R, Biden, and adds Junior, which Joe never did. And I have a further comparison from one of these uh, executive actions or executive orders, and it's the fake who's signing these. But when we get to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right. whom I applaud, I've also published a piece about Trump having called her and given her his support, which is absolutely sensational, Michael because she's not only bringing impeachment charges about Biden, but she's also spoken out to uh, declare that both Sandy Hook and Parkland were staged events and not real shootings. And that's, that's just driving uh, the media and the Democrats crazy. Oh, they're I going mean, insane. I have what she's saying is true. And I have written to her to tell her that I am available to support her, which is 100% the case. 
But not only is she speaking out, but she's been assigned to the Education Committee, which is a very important committee, and Trump is now rattling his arms around her. These are major developments, Michael, major developments. Yes, lots of people very angry with uh, this woman, and uh, folks at CNN very angry, too. I believe I have a clip of that. I think it's... Well, actually, I don't have sure. a clip yet, but I'll find one in a second here. I thought I had one here for you, but yes, many people very angry well, with her. One, if you go to my blog at jamesfetzer.org. Oh, wait, I do have that clip piece, here. Yes. Which may be the latest, my most recent blog. You'll find I've embedded a study of Parkland where I simply dismember it. I mean, I take it apart piece by piece. And anyone who's never studied Parkland, I mean, unlike Sandy Hook, Parkland has received far less attention. Well, they're, they're very angry. Yeah. Charade was Parkland just as much as Sandy Hook. Yeah, these folks are very angry that she's been very upfront about that, saying it was a false flag. And here is video of her, well, audio for you folks out there, of our friend here. Carry a gun with, for protection for myself, and you are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my Second Amendment rights. You don't have anything to say for yourself? You can't defend your stance? How did you get over 30 appointments with senators? How'd you do that? Yes, that was her following that uh, survivor, I guess you could say, of the Parkland shooting. Well, there were lots of survivors at Parkland because, as in the case of Sandy Hook, nobody died. They made so many blunders with Parkland, they even forgot to put up the obituaries, Michael, so that, you know, you could go back weeks later and there were no obituaries for the only person who died that day was a, like an 84-year-old woman who obviously wasn't a student at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Do you think they're going to get rid of her, Jim? Oh, they'll try. I think with Trump's support, I think she's in pretty good shape. And the fact they're putting her on the education committee... Uh, they're going bananas. They're trying to get rid of uh, Josh Hawley out of the Senate, too, because he spoke out about the theft of the election, which was humongous. I mean, realize, Michael, every single member of the House and Senate is aware that that election was stolen, that Joe Biden was a non-starter, that he wasn't a viable candidate, that he himself even announced, and I do not believe it was a verbal slip. And they put together the biggest vote theft operation in history. He later said he didn't need the, the public's health in getting elected, but only needed their support after. Well, how can you not need the support of the public for an election uh, unless it's rigged? I mean, you know, this is just a bit too obvious. And I think there have been efforts here to rub our noses in it, but where, you know, Biden is creating all kinds of chaos. I mean, his cancellation of the XL pipeline, for example, is going to cost around 70,000 jobs. Opening the borders of Mexico Hotel and ICE to release everyone they're holding. And notice that's regardless of the seriousness of the charge. Even if it were for murder, Biden is directing them to be released. And perhaps the most stunning, like a bullet between, between the eyes, the transgender ruling that allows young men and boys who claim or pretend to be girls, standard girls' locker rooms and showers. This is destructive of women's sports, which we all celebrated when it came about. And how a Democrat could support this is beyond me. 
I believe it's because there's so many perverts in Congress and in past administrations, and I would cite specifically Barack Obama and Michelle. Oh, no. Barack had a torrid affair with Rahm Emanuel when he was still an Illinois state senator. And, uh, you know, in the bathhouses of Chicago, it was well known that when he went to the White House, he went, went, brought Robert along with him. Michelle was born Michael LaVon Robinson, played football at Oregon State before he transferred to Princeton and adopted a female persona and changed his name to Michelle Robinson. I have photographs of them together with someone who looks to me like a young Bill Gates. And you can see that Michelle uh, is lacking uh, what women customarily have, namely has no breasts. I mean, this is obviously a man. Uh, we have the revelation from a physician who was attending her during a campaign stop in Trenton, New Jersey, and walked into her taking a leak standing up in a trailer. Good Lord. Who has paid millions for his silence, but has come forth to say they can sue him if they want, but he can no longer remain silent. That Michelle Obama is not a man who's had a sex change. Michelle Obama is a man with breast implants and a huge shaving bill. And we also have, we have uh, photographs. I've documented this so thoroughly. We have photographs where you can see that Michelle is a package that most women do not have. And that Michelle, after Brock was no longer in office, let her beard grow. And I have all that in a piece on uh, Fake news issues of identity you can find at jimthekonspiracyguide.com, Michael. Right, and you mentioned transgenders, and um, lots of parents agree with it. Some people disagree. Some parents disagree with it. Some parents are saying, "Well, it's not fair for my daughter uh, to compete with uh, uh, these girls." Well, you have to call them now, you know, women, and um, they're saying it's unfair. They have a uh, advantage. Well, of course, it destroys women's sports in a single stroke. I mean, this is a triumph of ideology over biology. Women do not have the physical capabilities of men, and to put men into competition with women is, is just outrageous. It's totally unfair and unjust, which shows that the Democratic Party, although it campaigns as being a party for justice and equality, is in fact precisely the opposite. It's just like their distribution of vaccines. They're doing this on the basis of race and sex. Joe Biden has declared, and, and by the way, I recommend against the vaccine. I think right. it's a horrible idea, uh, and it'll almost certainly damage you physically. But the point is, they're going to give it to blacks and Latinos and Native Americans before they... You know, they're, they're deliberately campaigning against whites, so a white segment of the population. I mean, you've heard the, all the talk about white privilege. Well, believe me, in this administration, it's black and Latino and uh, Native American privilege. I mean, it's clear discrimination against white people when everyone is supposed to be given equal treatment under the law. That's not the Biden administration. These, these people are corrupt to the core. Amazing. Um, by the way, Jim, will your wife be vaccinated? What are her thoughts and opinions? Oh, God, I hope not. She does <laughs> believe, you know, she and I are on very different political Spectrums, sides of, right, right. Of the fence area, and we've had the most strenuous arguments of our marriage, which is over 40 years, 
We married in seven, 1977. Yes, sir. Over politics, you know, Democrats yes. and Trump. And she believes every word that comes out of Rachel Maddow's mouth. Uh, but I'm hoping she will not take the vaccine. God, I would plead with her not to do it. My goodness. Isn't it wild, though, that politics have or it has driven all of us apart in some way or another with our friends, family, loved ones, what have you. It's pretty polarizing, my friend. Oh, my, Michael, you that's a, quite an understatement. Yes. And, the, you know, the Democrats have gone so lunatic that they want to punish anyone who supported Donald Trump. And they virtually arrived at the conclusion that Trump supporters are domestic terrorists. I mean, this is so antithetical to democracy and the American way, Michael. I think that there's going to be an onset of buyer's remorse for those who may have actually voted for Biden in the misconceived belief that he might be a good president. Oh, Jim, you're telling and me I, that, I, Jim, are you telling me that Joe Biden is not a great, a great guy or a great president? Are, very, are you, very Jim, how dare well, you? I'm telling you, it's not even, it's not even Joe Biden. The guy that inaugurated is not the, the real Joe. And uh, Is this a clone? He, got, yeah. If, if, if you go to a piece I've just published entitled uh, Six... Six warning signs from Biden's first week in office, Michael, on jamesfetzer.org. I'm there. I show you. I show you. These are not the same guy. I show you the real Joe, and I show you the the inaugurated Joe, the new Joe. I show you a close-up of their ears that they do not match, where ears are as distinctive as fingerprints. With these differences in their ears, they cannot possibly be the same person. I've been pointing this out for quite a while. The new guy is a bit younger. He's got a slightly narrower skull. He's got a rounder chin. Uh, he's got, James Woods was the first to find out. He's got brown eyes where Joe Biden had blue. Uh, he uh, also, in terms of behavior, he uses a single Windsor when he ties his knot. Well, Joe does a double Windsor, and the signatures are different. I did research on their signatures, and Joe Biden's signature is fairly heavy. He writes Joe, J-O-E, Biden. This guy has a slant that looks like the J that Joe puts down, but he doesn't write J-O-E, but slant or dot Biden Jr., which Joe Biden doesn't do that. These are completely different signatures, and the signature on the executive actions or orders that are being signed is that of the the fake Biden, not the real Biden. I, have I, mean, I mean, this all mm -hmm. by it, this all by itself invalidates the election. Let me say that the party ran a an imposter candidate, uh, and I'll tell you, there are a lot of signs that the, the it's understood what's going on here. Let, let, let me give you a little background. The inauguration, go back to the inauguration. Uh, it was pre-recorded. Uh, we have a copy that showed up in Spain seven hours before the inauguration. I myself was following it in real time and stunned that it was taking place 10 to 15 minutes early before noon, which is preposterous uh, because the, the Trump administration extends right up to noon. Plus, we found that it was done with multiple takes, that you have a woman in blue and a woman in pink who at approximately the same time are on one side of where Joe's being inaugurated and then on the other. I mean, in, in, in Jill's own shoes go from tan to blue to tan. And, you know, I have a friend with whom I spoke in the last two days 
who actually watched it on different channels and discovered it was being broadcast ostensibly live, but you were getting different times of broadcast. In other words, you know, some were running it five minutes before the other. I mean, this is embarrassingly bad. I have that image, by the way, uh, Jim, up on, uh, I have that image up on the uh, chat room there. So they can see that signature that you were referring to a moment ago. Yeah, good, good, good. And let me add to uh, Michael, uh, just to show how incompetent this guy is. Right. He's being fed what he's to say and do, uh, you know, through an earpiece. And he came up to the Marines and he was told, salute the Marines. And instead of saluting the Marines, he said, salute the Marines. And, and this is even more telling. The Marines are not saluting him. Now, I'm telling you right now, Michael, that's definitive that the military does not regard Joe Biden as a commander in chief. They did turn their backs to him. That's true. In that video I saw, a lot of the National Guard, yeah, they were turning their backs to uh, Biden. Well, that back turning is ambiguous because if you're doing security, you can't protect the man you're seeking to secure if you're you're facing him. You got to face a crowd. But this other, these other points I'm making are extremely telling. The fact that he's not being given military aircraft and that when he passes by a, a Marine Guard, they are not saluting. You won't find a single right. example of that with previous presidents, including Donald Trump. And now, by the way, Jim, I do have that image of uh, the ear comparisons that you made. With the green circle and yes, the red circle, yeah. yes, sir. Well, I didn't make them all myself, but I certainly put them together. They're all in one place. And I mean, this is not the same guy. I was, I may have been the first to notice that it wasn't the real Joe Biden during the first debate. Uh, and I pursued it uh, fairly tenaciously because it seems to me it invalidates the election all by itself. Incredible, really. So you wholeheartedly believe that this was, in fact, the clone that we saw up there debating. Well, it's a double, you know, I would, calling him a clone implies a certain well, biological yes, a reproductive yes. process. This guy is just somebody who looks a lot like him, but not exactly like him. Loose obviously. term, yes. Yeah. Interesting. My goodness. Uh, did you ever imagine that Joe, did, did you ever imagine that you would be saying uh, President Joe Biden? No, I have a very difficult time with those words. It's repulsive. <laughs> he's not really the president. This is fake. You don't think he's yeah, actually the president? You, let, me give you, let me give you the big picture, Michael, what what appears to be going on here. Go because it's very, very important the American people should understand. It, it, it turns out that in 1871, the United States had gone bankrupt over the Civil War. Ulysses S. Grant, then our 18th president, and he negotiated with European bankers, particularly Rothschilds in the UK, to finance the United States, a condition of which was to turn the United States into a corporation where the, the, the property and assets of the federal government were collateral for these massive uh, loans to the corporation. Now, we were singularly fortunate to have a guy who is a very successful businessman, a billionaire, used to creating and dissolving corporations. So that when he discovered the situation with the United States, he filed papers in London about 19 months ago now, 
to dissolve the corporation and have its assets revert to the Republic of the United States of America at 23.59 military time, that's 11.59 p.m., a minute before midnight on the 19th of January. So what actually happened is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were sworn in as president and vice president of a defunct corporation. Now, back on the 9th of January, uh, Donald Trump signed, uh, executed uh, that an act of insurrection was taking place in the United States. And this was, of course, after the the attack on uh, the Capitol, which, by my research, was inspired by a fellow named uh, John uh, Sullivan, who's an Antifa leader. He's been many times interviewed, leading 226 Antifa members into the White House. But they were also infiltrated by some special forces operators who, during the process of the intervention, which was far from an insurrection, were able to seize laptops of any number of members of the Congress, including of Nancy Pelosi, which thereby gave them all kinds of information that the bad guys would not want the good guys to possess, but which they do. And by virtue of having signed, uh, executed uh, the Insurrection Act, the military uh, has been in charge since, and it appears now that they're taking actions that would be inappropriate for Donald Trump, were he still president, to be undertaking for the reason that since it involves the arrest and ultimate trial of a whole lot of his political enemies, it would look as though he were some kind of dictator who is abusing his authority. So by having him at Mar-a-Lago in Florida out of the way, the military is proceeding where it appears the Department of Defense and FEMA are in charge. And just to give you a couple of illustrations of what's going on, you'll find photographs of the White House in complete blackness, complete blackness. I guarantee you that hasn't happened since the structure was erected. Complete blackness. Biden was locked out of the White House when he arrived. He's been given orders that he may not step foot on the Pentagon. Uh, Plus, we have unusual structures that are going up on the side of the Capitol facing the Ulysses S. Grant Memorial. Uh, We had on Saturday night a whole string of buses, I mean, all kinds of buses from many different sources coming into the Capitol, where it appears that the fencing that was put up wasn't really designed to keep uh, Trump supporters out, but rather the corrupt individuals that the army is going to be arresting in as detention facilities, and where we now have a massive structure going uh, across the street from the White House to Michael, and where many of us are anticipating that on March 4th, which was the original date of inauguration under the Constitution of 1776, Donald Trump will be inaugurated as the 19th president of the United States, that is, of the Republic. Yes, I've heard that before. Do you believe that really will happen, however? Yes, yes, I'm laying this out. And what, and ha- been, and what happens if it doesn't I, happen, though, Jim? <laughs> Then, of course, I admit my fallibility and that I was wrong, but I'm telling you, I see all the signs. This is what is taking place, and that's why I want to share That'd my That would be wild. Take. If it Michael, does, Michael, yes, sir. 
We declare this to be the position of Jim Fetzer. It's supported by a whole host of other parties, uh, including uh, General, General McInerney, uh, including Jerry Corsi, including Simon Parks, including Charlie Ward, including Robert David Steele. There are quite a few, and there are others more yet unnamed who have arrived at the same conclusion. And it's a matter I've been following really on a daily basis. Well, that would be pretty amazing if it does happen. We would have never seen something like that happen before. Yeah, this is uh, going to turn out to be like the world's greatest sting operation. Let me tell you how well Trump prepared for this. Already on uh, 12 September 2018, having witnessed, you know, the the midterm uh, uh, elections went to the Democrats. It was a tryout of the use of Dominion machines and the theft of election where they'd already had the election rigged for Hillary, too. But in that election, as happened again in 2020, the turnout for Trump is so overwhelming that Trump actually beat Hillary, even though it was rigged for Hillary. So in 2020, they had to make an adjustment. He was beating Biden again and by a very significant percentage so they had to stop the count in five or six states. And the fact it all occurred at the same time indicates there was collusion and therefore a conspiracy. The dump in hundreds of thousands of additional Biden votes to put him ahead and then to adjust the algorithm. So in terms of the rest of the count, he'd maintain a slight edge like 50.5% to 49.5 to guarantee that he'd come out the winner. Uh, uh, Sidney Powell has published an electoral map, uh, you know, of what the actual results look like. And the nation was almost completely red. There were like five states Trump did not carry, but he did carry. And I actually was predicting this California and Minnesota and uh, actually earned 410 electoral votes to 128 for Biden. It was that massive landslide. And by the way, Jim, I'm sure you already heard of um, Trump's impeachment uh, defense team stepping down. Yeah, that was going to be one of my first stories over and beyond the fact that there was another assassination attempt on him last week. Let me tell you about this. On Tuesday morning at about 3 a.m., a sniper's bullet struck oh, a panoramic casement window on the east wall of Trump's bedroom at his Mar-a-Lago estate. Really? The round might have slain Trump had he not recently replaced tempered glass with blast structure international bullet resistance glass, which, according to the company's website, can stop anything less powerful than a 50 caliber round. This is pretty stunning stuff, but it's not surprising, Michael. I may have reported before that at the State of the Union, Nancy Pelosi attempted to assassinate Donald Trump by having a a, a poison palm, which she extended to him. And this, of course, was a a year ago uh, that she tried to poison him and where a lip reader has followed, you know, the conversations going on in the assembled Congress because both the members of the House and the Senate were there together. They were all actively talking about post-Trump Washington, that he'd be dead in a couple hours of a feigned heart attack, you know, what was supposed to be a a heart attack that would result from the poisoning. But Trump knew what was coming and did not shake Nancy Pelosi's hand. She extended it in an odd way to conceal that she had this thing on her palm. 
this was the State of the Union where she tore up Trump's State of the Union after his address, which was such an insulting act, you know. I mean, the, the Democrats have gone totally, totally bonkers. Now, Trump has parted way with his impeachment attorneys, but let me t and this appears to have been because he wanted them to argue about the, uh, the theft of the election. He already but hired then, two new uh, lawyers, by the way. Yeah, who are the two new ones? believe that was someone by the name of David and Bruce Castor. David Schoen? I'm not sure if I'm reading his, his name here on this text I got here correctly. Bunched up here, but yes. Bruce L. Oh. Castor, Jr. Well, I have no I'll idea who these people much, are, by I'll, the way. I'll, I'll bet they're much better than the original, but the fact of the matter is Trump didn't commit any impeachable act. I, I've got two wonderful blogs I want to recommend to everyone. One no ideas. From the Federalist, no, Donald Trump did not incite an insurrection by a fellow named David Marcus, who's pointing out that from a legal point of view, there's nothing here remotely qualifying as, in, as a incitement nor insurrection. Uh, let me give you some uh, explanation sure. from this uh, wonderful, yes. you know, there, there, there's a second blog entitled by Jonathan Turley, Senate faces difficult burden with issue of the second impeachment. Now, the point Turley's making, and I encourage everyone to read that one as well, because the two together uh, provide convincing evidence that this is a totally political act and has no basis in the law or the evidence. Uh, where Hurley's observing the Senate's going to have a hell of a problem because there's no record. There's no particulars. There was no testimony. There was no evidence. There was simply a vote by the House. And therefore, there is no evidentiary record, no specification of the offense committed and evidence and testimony to support it, which means the situation is just completely ridiculous when it comes to the Senate conducting a trial, and moreover, they've already had a preliminary vote where 45 members of the Senate opposed even holding a trial. And let me go on and further add that according to the Constitution, if there is an impeachment of the president, the Chief Justice of the United States must preside. It says he shall preside. There are no ifs, ands, and buts. It doesn't say, and if John Roberts doesn't want to do it or declines the honor, you can substitute Patrick Leahy, a senior Democrat, as the, you know, to preside over the impeachment. I mean, it's just insulting. You cannot do that. The Chief Justice has declined because he does not see it as legitimate. It's unconstitutional. And therefore, all the more reason. He ought not to be involved because the, the constitutionality of this will eventually come before the Supreme Court. And he would have been compromised, just like Earl Warren was compromised, by serving as the head of the Warren Commission, which was LBJ's very deft move to compromise the Supreme Court, when the Chief Justice ought to have had nothing to do with the inquiry into the assassination of JFK, because had the commission actually done its job, there would inevitably have been lawsuits that made their way through the court system up to the Supreme Court, whose chief justice had already been compromised. So Roberts did 100% the right thing. The Constitution, I mean, read this, also states that the punishment for, for, for impeachment is removal from office. 
But you got a guy who's no longer occupying the office. Well, you can't remove from office a guy who's already removed from office, which makes the whole thing absurd. It does say that the additional penalty might be imposed of depriving them of the right to run for federal office in the future. And of course, that's the scheme. That's why Nancy Pelosi. We already have projections that Trump would clean their clock, that he's by far the leading candidate for 2024, that he's already amassed $200 billion. $200 billion already, uh, Michael. Wow. So, Jim, they're afraid he's going to come back and mop him up just as he mopped him up before. Everyone in Washington knows this was a stolen election. Everyone. Everyone. By the way, that by the way, that lawyer, he's actually the same guy who met with Jeffrey Epstein before he died of a suicide. I do remember that guy now, David Schoen. Yes. The civil rights guy. Civil rights lawyer, rather, yes. Okay. Well He's a heavy hitter, a, in other words. This is a this is a classic and extraordinarily high profile. Very interesting how this goes down, Jim. Yes. I mean Alan Dershowitz has just savaged the Democrats for doing this. Now listen to this. Uh, this is uh, from uh, the Federalist. Now, that's an organization that is devoted to the Constitution. Here's part the standard for incitement. Go ahead. Legally speaking, legally speaking, incitement has an incredibly high bar that none of Trump's actions since the election come close to meeting. These standards were set by the Supreme Court in its landmark Brandenburg versus Ohio case. Among other things, the decision held that in order to constitute incitement to violence, speech must include intent and specific, not abstract, instructions to act. It also required the speech in question would likely produce imminent lawless action, which went a step further than previous legal tests for incitement. According to the ruling, the constitutional guarantees of free speech and the free press do not permit a state to forbid or proscribe advocacy of the use of force or of law violation, except where such advocacy is directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. So, I mean, there's no possible way Trump committed incite. I listened to the whole speech. It was a wonderful speech. He was reviewing a lot of the evidence for uh, for the, the, the theft of the election. I didn't even think it was his most passionate speech by quite a stretch. Jim, let me ask you this question really quickly, Jim. Do you think this has anything to do with freedom of speech? Is freedom of speech actually being attacked, Jim? Is that what this is all about underneath it all? Well, if if this were allowed to go forward, it would certainly compromise freedom of speech. This is interesting. Because it... it violates Brandenburg versus Ohio. So as a legal matter, it's quite clear. Uh, but nevertheless, there are others who are trying to claim Trump incited insurrection. Here's a woman, Amanda Marcotta in Salon, who starts off, there is no doubt Donald Trump incited the insurrection on January 6th. It happened largely in public and is recorded for posterity. Let's review the record. But only a paragraph later, she writes, the people who stormed the U.S. Capitol armed with guns, pipe bombs, and flex cuffs to take members of Congress and Vice President Mike Pence hostage understood Trump's wink and nudge style loud and clear. But you can't incite with a wink and a, and a nudge unless those gestures have already been specified to be a call for violence. And I find this very interesting because I was... Uh, 
punished in court right. for having allegedly incited violence against the man who showed up to testify as yes, Leonard Posner, who I believe was an imposter, when I had done nothing like that. You I never said that, yes. I, I know you well, Jim, and I know you would never tell anyone to go physically harm uh, someone else. So that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Moreover, he goes on about insurrection. This was no insurrection. So much for incitement. As to insurrection, at no point was the overthrow of the government of the United States even a remotely possible outcome. Not even close. Those co-splain idiots uh, taking selfies in Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office and praying around with podiums, actually lecterns, had no intention of forming a new government. This was an expression of anger, not a realistic organized coup attempt. Anyone among the rioters who believed their action would result in the overthrow of the government, if there were any, were delusional to the point of insanity. So if it wasn't incitement and it wasn't insurrection, why do the Democrats, the corporate media, and the big tech tyrants want you to believe it was? It's quite simple, actually. The purpose is to create an atmosphere of crisis and emergency that gives cover to extreme and illegal actions to punish and silence those with whom they disagree politically. I mean, look how it's worked. Trump is banned from Twitter, as are thousands of his supporters. Big Tech has colluded to destroy its competitor, Parler, just after I joined Parler. Democrats are moving forward with an absurd and pointless impeachment. Simon and Schuster has canceled Senator Josh Hawley's book that criticizes big tech and people who merely attended the Trump rally and never stormed the Capitol or being fired and abused. Yeah, that's not good. None of the above actions are just. None of them can be justified. This is not some existential threat to the republic, and it never was. This is now all about power, about those on the left making a tragedy, milking a tragedy for all it's worth in an attempt to destroy their political rivals. But Americans are clear-eyed people with a healthy dose of skepticism about those in power. They see what's going on here. They will not allow the bad actions of a tiny few to fundamentally change forever the country and its freedoms they love. That's just a brilliant piece, Michael, by, by this fellow David Marcus you can find on my blog. Everyone needs to read it. And Turley's piece says, you know, the Senate has nowhere to go here. There's no record. There's no evidence. There was no testimony. I mean, it's, this is just ridiculous. It is political theater at its worst. And it sets a horrible example for the nation because it demonstrates conclusively, in my opinion, that among our highest political leaders, they have no interest in law, the Constitution, or due process. They only want power. And Jim... Let me ask you this question in terms of COVID-19. Do you also see, like myself and many others, that this will last forever? It will be here in my lifetime and that many others, Jim. Do you believe that or do you think this will go away in maybe five, four years from now? What, what, what is your prediction, Jim? Well, I think the master plan, yeah, they'd like to have us mass forever. You know, Deagle, which has deep ties to the military-industrial complex, has projected a stunning decrease in two-thirds of the population of the United States from 330 million in 2020 to less than 100 million in 2025. And wearing masks and taking vaccinations that are not medicine but will kill us are the principal 
methods they want to employ. So a good friend of mine, when I discuss this matter of how they could possibly diminish the U.S. population by two-thirds in less than five years, said starvation. And you may or may not have noticed Bill Gates is buying up farmland all over America. He wants, he's not doing it to benefit the American people. He wants to control the food supply. Bill Gates is a monster. Bill Gates is doing tremendous damage. I, I have observed before that Anthony Fauci, uh, you know, has done more damage, uh, to whom I refer as Tony the Rat. Oh, my. Has done more damage, done more damage, Michael, to America than all our foreign enemies combined. You could put together Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Emperor Hirohito. Tony the Rat has done more damage to America than all of them combined. And we know... We know that he's complicit because he was already predicting in 2017 that there was going to be a surprise pandemic that the Trump administration would have to deal with, to which I say, well, if he's predicting it in 2017, how can it be a surprise? That's right. And moreover, since since Tony the Rat is the guy in the government who has the responsibility for preparing for pandemics. How could he have failed to do it? He was predicting it in 2017. And by the way, uh, now uh, the Journal of uh, uh, the American Medical Association and Facebook are admitting they got it wrong that HCQ is good, which Tony Fauci has known since 2005, when the journal Virology, published by the National Institutes of Health, of which he is a director, published an article ex extolling its virtues as a wonder drug and that, you know, if you don't have it, this will prevent you from getting it. If you already have it, it'll cure it. So it's a wonder drug. It's cheap. It's readily available. It's been used for like 65 years to deal with malaria. And I was reporting from the beginning that we had physician after physician with hundreds of patients who were saving their lives with HCQ. But they had to damn it because it wouldn't allow these big pharmaceutical companies to produce a vaccine for which they are going to be paid billions, billions of dollars. Uh, remember, for Bill Gates, vaccines are a business. He wants to vac vaccinate the whole world because he'll make money on the vaccinations. But I think it's far more sinister than that now. And actually, the project is to kill around two-thirds of the world's population. It's not just going to end with the U.S. I think if you looked at the Georgia Guidestones, which I've given mm. to understand Ted Turner may have financed, they say that we need to bring the world's population down to 500 million. Good Lord. And by the way, Jim, I have to say, do you think this could be a part of the fabled Agenda 21 it sort of uh, seems like that. I mean, it's all about a collapse and it's always about a new digital currency and about control. I mean, sooner or later, yeah. we're going to see celebrities pushing that this vaccine is good and it's cool and you got to do it. This is the new shit, Jim. You got to do it. 100 percent, Michael. That's how they're going to hype it up, Jim. You know it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's kind of scary. Fine for you. Good Lord. I hope not. I have so. W wonderful report by a Roman Catholic priest. Uh, let, let me see if I can play it. He's revealing what's really going on here, Michael. Let me see if I've got it here. Yes, Go I do. Ahead. Let me see if I can play it for Hopefully. you. Listen to this. Ten minutes, but sure. worth every second. Go ahead. Yes. We're living in a very dark age. 
and people need to know the truth. So I'm going to tell you in English here uh, what is really going on. It's called the Masonic Takeover of the World. Everything deep, dark, evil, twisted, perverse, sadistic, uh, masochistic, uh, evil, and satanic that has been lurking in the Lodge, the Masonic Lodge, and in the hearts of the people who run it, is now coming forth into the open day. They founded their lodges in 1717. They spread around the world. They infiltrated institutions. They overthrew governments, especially they hate Catholic monarchies. They've infiltrated the church, church institutions, Knights of Columbus. Uh, they founded their own banks in New York City, uh, Chase Manhattan, uh, J.P. Morgan, um, Brown Brothers Harriman, Citibank. They took control of the Republican Democratic parties. They started the First World War and the Second World War, and they controlled all the sides of them. They destroyed Austria because the emperor dared to veto the election of Rampola Tindero, their Masonic candidate for the papacy, in 1904. And so the Cardinals chose Pius X, and for that crime, the Masons destroyed Austria, the only nation that ceased to exist after the First World War. But now that's their ultimate scandemic, the Bilderbergers, that's the Rockefellers, uh, this is total world control. They want control of everyone. They want to enslave us. They just don't want to own us. They want us to be evil like them. They want to take us to hell like them. They want us to love evil like them. They are pedophiles in the worst sense. They want everyone to be a pervert. They want everyone to be involved in evil. They want everyone involved in killing themselves. That's why they want you to suffocate yourself to death uh, wearing a diaper on your face. That's why they want you to willingly stick out your arm and take chemicals injected in you that will destroy you, change what you are, make you a GMO creature. And that's why they're racing to install all manners of high-tech equipment so that um, far beyond what is necessary for cell phone communications, I can't even say the name, this channel would be blocked. But they want to control because they want to be able to, through their computers, their few families, their few hundred people around the world, they want to be able to control all the automobiles and all the machinery and all the jobs and eventually everyone's online. They built the Internet. The Internet is one of their tools of control because they know that the more we spend time talking to each other through this method like I'm doing now, the more we get programmed by it and controlled because this is not real. Real is who would be next to me. Okay. Um, uh, I have been doing the nightly prayers in front of the Basilica for nearly 10 months and transmitting all along. And the reason why no one comes is because I transmit why no one comes and people don't realize that you think that this is real and so you stay home you think that what you do on the internet is real and so you don't do anything it's the ultimate satanic deception and so um that's why i'm doing a totally in politically incorrect broadcast right now because i hope they cancel my channel i hope they cancel me because uh, this is their method of control this is not reality we need to enter into the streets and take down these evil governments controlled by these evil people. Don't take the vaccine. It will kill you. It's not the first one, the second one. 
But there's a principle more important than whether one vaccine will harm you or not. The principle is you're giving your life into hands of people who are known mass murderers. The Masonic Lodges have engineered the deaths of hundreds of millions of people. These are people that make Adolf Hitler look like an altar boy. <laughs> I think Adolf Hitler was an altar boy. But um, these people are extremely evil. Don't trust them with anything. It is a sin to put more trust in wicked people than in honest people. Whoever trusted Jesus Christ the way they people trust these globalists. So, God is putting for us a life and death. We can believe Jesus Christ and live honestly and naturally and morally upright, or we can become the total perverse uh, puppets of a few hundred uh, families around the world, and uh, so deceived and twisted that we think we're free while we're killing ourselves. And the decision's coming quickly because in January, they plan to vaccinate everyone in Italy, whether they like it or not. And in the United States, the military has announced that it can vaccinate everyone in the country in 24 hours. And uh, they were told to prepare to do that by Donald Trump, not by Joe Biden. But both of them will command it when they get in power, unless one of them is convert. I think only one probably could convert <laughs> uh, Donald Trump. The other one, I think, lost his soul long ago, if he still has one. So this is what the world is facing right now. It's not a small thing. We are in a very apocalyptic scenario. It might be the final apocalypse that John spoke of. It's so like it. Don't take the vaccine. You can use force to prevent yourself from being vaccinated. You can use lethal force that's perfectly legitimate because the right of self-defense, if someone's trying to kill you, you can... Uh, if the only way you can prevent that is killing them, that's perfectly legitimate. That's Catholic teaching. It's always been the teaching of the church. Don't accept the big Masonic lie that we Christians can never use violence, or that violence is always evil. Why can they kill hundreds of millions of people, but we can't defend ourselves? Come on now. Christians have always held the principle that you need to get rid of the rot before the rot spreads. You got, if you ran into an individual like one of these Freemasons in the Middle Ages, these people would be hung, hung and quartered before sunset in their village because everyone would recognize that these people are absolutely evil witches. You don't have anything to do with them, and you don't tolerate them, and you certainly don't give them a chance. You certainly don't give them a chance to um, spread their evil lies. Okay? It's one thing to speak your mind. It's another thing to use free speech to plan and plot the murder of hundreds of millions of people. Billions, now they're planning to kill billions. Uh, we, the people, have to stop them. We cannot endure this. We cannot tolerate it. And we can't be peaceful about it. Yes, we must pray God because we won't have this victory without him. But we must fight. And uh, there are a lot more than us than them. <laughs> there's nearly 8 billion of us and there's only a few thousand of them. So um, there's no way they can survive if we stand up for what we are. Alas, though, billions of people are so stupid, they're going to let themselves be murdered in the next few years by these maniacs. And um, we can try to talk sense into some of them, but some of them don't want sense. They're completely blinded. We have to steel our souls against what is about to happen, because so many people we love are going to take their vaccine and destroy themselves. And then they'll, <laughs> then they'll wonder why it happened. We told them and warned them. So we, can, we need to keep warning people as much as possible now. But things are going to happen really rapidly now because these governments aren't changing. They're not getting better. 
they're getting worse. They're getting more evil. They're getting more affixated with this thing because these people have lost all light. They love darkness, and we have to be the children of light and act in an entirely different way. Um, meaning we have to work for the liberty of people. But that doesn't mean we can't fight. Right? And um, this is something we have to um, recognize is our duty, our mission. Is that guy outside? And um, the more I, I say the truth, the, the darker they turn this video, if you've noticed. And so now it's getting really dark, and I'll salute you. Stay free. Stay close to Christ. Say your prayers, but be prudent now. Things are going to get bad, and uh, don't pretend that nothing's happening, okay? Prepare yourself. My goodness. Yes, Jim. Um, Jim. Um, I'm hearing myself out there. Isn't that marvelous? Um, Jim, I had no idea you were religious. I'm not a religious person, but this man speaks the truth. I'm an agnostic, but I'm telling you, this guy is on top of it. And uh, I want to send this to you, Michael, so you can share it with your people. Sure, go ahead. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll put it right here. I'll, uh, I'll isolate it and clean it up there. Yeah, why not? Into our chat. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just astonishing how spot on. He is about exactly what's going on here. And uh, I've, I've played this on other programs. I put it up on my Twitter. But I'm telling you, this is a guy who knows whereof he speaks. And it's uh, utterly as serious a situation as it could be, Michael. And what was this gentleman's name, by the way, Jim, for the listeners out there? He's a, he's a Catholic priest speaking from the the Vatican. I don't okay. know that I know his name specifically, but no believe me, he is spot on. Spot on. Understood, Jim. And my goodness, I know we are running out of time here. I know you don't want to stay on too long, uh, but Jim, give us a rundown of where we can uh, hear you next. I know you are quite busy. You do uh, multiple shows a week, Jim, and my listeners love hearing from you. So uh, where, where can we catch you next, Jim? Well, the best place, Michael, is I have a channel on BitChute. If you go to BitChute Jim Fetzer, you'll be able to tell because it'll have the need-to-know shows I'm doing every single day. Uh, you can also get a lot of my stuff on Twitter at Jim Fetzer. And, uh, 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 of course, Jim the Conspiracy Guy is an archive. Before we part, Michael, let me yes, sir. Go ahead. Share, share with you how to legally decline a vaccine, because this, this appears to nail it. Okay, no worries. Go ahead. This is in three steps. First, do not refuse a vaccine. Otherwise, you'll be considered belligerent. Instead, you can politely decline the service by doing the following. Ask the doctor, does the vaccine have MRC5 in it? They all do. These are aborted fetal tissues and other DNA. If a vaccine contains MRC5, you have the right to decline. Also, ask. Is there a possibility of an iatrogenic reaction? It's I-A-T-R-O-G-E-N-I-C. Uh, uh, an adverse reaction caused by multiple compounds or drugs interacting with each other from the vaccine. They all do. When the doctor says, yes, it does, that's your get-out-of-vaccine-free card. Thank the doctor for his offer and walk away. Remember... Doctors have sworn the Hippocratic Oath, which asserts first, do no harm. 
They must honor it. This is how we can legally and respectfully decline their offered mandated services, and there's absolutely nothing they can do about it. Now you know. Please share with everyone you care about. And Michael, I want to give you a copy of the card, knowing there's that one letter, L, needs to be replaced with I in what's called their step three. But you can share that in your chat. Because this looks to me to be bona fide and an appropriate way to decline the vaccination. And I, I'm 100% with a priest. This is a, being vaccinated is a very, very bad thing to do. And I live in uh, fear and apprehension that persons I know and love are going to get vaccinated and are going to die as a consequence. My goodness. And of course, you are listening to the voice of the professor, James Fetzer. His website is jamesfetzer.org. And of course, I was going to, first I was going to mention your uh, publishing uh, group there, moonrockbooks.com, a great source where you can find all of Jim's work. But yes, jamesfetzer.org, where where you can find all of his current and latest work. Uh, Jim, once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program. It's always a honor and pleasure to have you here, Jim. Um, We've been doing shows together for a very long time. And I have lots of respect for you, Jim. You've been out there. You've been throwing yourself out there, and you've been taking all sorts of hits from all sides of the world there, Jim. It's quite tremendous, but you keep moving forward, and I'm proud well, of you, Jim. Add as a final comment then, Michael. Yes, yes, yes. I was sued. Uh, it was a, a, a slap suit, a strategic lawsuit against public participation, which is illegal in 27 states, really, to punish me for bringing together experts that expose that nobody died at Sandy Hook, and where I I, I have been hit with, you know, massive yes, sir. fines, and, you know, I don't have a chance of, and don't intend to pay. I believe that my case is going to be reversed by the appellate court. I hope. Uh, I hope, Because Jim. it's very, very, the, the, the violations by the court, procedurally and otherwise were simply stunning. But the point I'm coming to is the following. I organized a conference on false flags and conspiracies on the 5th and 6th of December. They're now available in an archive. If you were to go to falseflagconspiracies2020.com and check it out, there are two dozen simply superb presentations. Uh, 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 Originally, we were going to run the conference for $75 a day or $100 for two days, but I gave a a bonus discount to to 50% off to $50. And just know, if you like what you see there, rather than picking up 24 programs at $5 a piece, you can pick up the whole group for $50 and have permanent access and most of that money will go to my legal defense fund. In other words, you'll be benefiting me. You'll not only be learning how seriously we have been played, principally because Barack Obama nullified the Smith-Munn Act of 1948 and the Smith-Modernization Act of 2012, which illegalized performing all kinds of false flags and, and charades in America that had been illegal until Barama, Barack Obama legalized them and unleashed the floodgate so that we got not only Sandy Hook, but the Boston bombing, Orlando and Dallas, Charlottesville, uh, Parkland, Las Vegas. I mean, it's insulting and unbelievable, but you're going to find wonderful stuff there. 
Just go and take a look around. I guarantee you're not going to be disappointed. My goodness. Once again, Jim, thank you so much for being a part of the program. I will talk to you on the other side. You got it, Michael. Thanks again. You got it, brother. Mahalo. Take care. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the one and only the Professor James Fetzer. There he goes, boys and girls. Give him a round of applause. Yes. Great job once again by the professor. And I want to thank all of you out there for being a part of the program as well. You out there in the chat room. Thanks for hanging out here. And uh, remember, you can get a hold of me during the program via Twitter. Sometimes I will answer. Most of the time, I won't. That's at Michael Deacon. And yes, if you are a quote-unquote fan or hardcore listener of this program and you want bonus material, content, you can find that over at patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Oh yes, lots of content there. And keep the ball rolling. Patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. International listeners out there, ah yes, I see you. I see your emails all the time. It's um, quite overwhelming. I appreciate that, yes. I had no idea you would become a marks uh, for me there. I It uh, weighs my heart down. Yes, it really does. Once again, it's been fun, boys and girls, and we will do this again very, very soon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, mahalo. 